listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. I'll do, and uh, welcome to episode 33. How are we? Yeah, good man, you okay? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, for the listeners there, uh, we are here today and we've got an exciting one. We are going to be talking about our favourite Masters, Six Aside, is that? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Good stuff. And we're also going to be covering the, um, the fantastic, exciting <laughs> golf fest at Cambridge. Uh, and also, we'll be looking at our doubleheader against Oxford and Morecambe. So, first of all, how was your weekend? Yeah, not bad, mate. It was um, it was a long trip to Cambridge and back. Um, it's good to be back though. I'd missed a few uh, missed a few games for the week or two before, and um, yeah, it was nice to get up in the morning. No, I was going to watch a game of football. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, they obviously had COVID and that, didn't you? We uh, talked mm. on last week, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so you remembered uh, what to do then. Yeah, remember. just about, mate. And um, it was a ground I'd never done before, as I mentioned last week. So, um, so yeah, it was good to get down there. Got down there and plenty of time and uh, proper old school ground as well, which um, a lot of people were moaning about it. But I loved it. So you didn't see any cows in a field like I did then. No, no. Um, <laughs> although I think I know which way you are on about because on the way out we walked through all the fields. So on the on the way through we came through like the residential area, um, yeah, and there was yeah. loads of like quite nooks and crannies and uh, alleyways to the to the ground and stuff. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, let's go and collect our ticket from the ground. And um, there's some nice people who sort of directed us. Um, believe it or not, one of them actually lived. Um, not too far from Shrewsbury. Um, she used to live near Shrewsbury. She was asking where we were from. So, um, but yeah, it was it was, it was it was it was good, mate. But the weather was terrible, absolutely awful. It was freezing cold, and and it rained from about ten o'clock until about six. I'm going to admit, right, this weekend has gone. <laughs> As you well know, I was <laughs> in Newcastle, and the weather was the least of my problems. Oh always. yeah. Um. At least just, I had. A, at least I had a. Um, I didn't have a heavy head on the Sunday. Yeah, I tell you <laughs> what. Though, uh, honestly, I'm. I actually only just recovered yesterday. That's how bad I was. I literally. I, I honestly felt normal yesterday. That was the first time. Um, I, I felt like yeah, this is me. I'm back to my normal self. I, I feel like I'm in control of my own body. <laughs> I know, you know my feelings. I, you know, because like I must have just zombied through the next two days after coming. That's back. a shambles, mate. It's it honestly. I I, <laughs> I, I, I think you know right. This is how bad it was. I didn't even know the score when I woke up the next day. <laughs> it's because I'd messaged you. I think I'd messaged you saying. Um... Uh, saying how have we not won that and we'll go into that but um, and then I heard nothing and I thought oh he's had everyone <laughs> honestly I, I honestly right all I remember I remember watching the scores but I don't and all I remember is Rob shouting like an MK Don's fan that was with us yeah. going absolutely mental because they'd beaten Rotherham yeah. um, 
and like that was it. The shots were fired in, and yeah, game over. Like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even remember. Like I, I just remember watching random scores. I actually, I, I thought right. I don't know. I dreamt that like I, I had a feel. I woke up and I thought, oh come on, it won five 0 and then yeah. I watched it two yeah. 0 So I, I don't know what happened that night, but yeah, yeah. It was it was good anyway. It was a good stag do. Like the, you need the, a blowout yeah, from that time to time, don't you? Oh, it was it was good, but yeah, the football was uh, put on the back burner. But when I when I looked on the Sunday and I, I looked and obviously we're going to the game and that, yeah. I was like, oh, even I was like looking at the stats and I was like, geez, oh. um, but you know what? We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But that it's good to see that on the positive note that we've looked very attacking in the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, it's just a shame we can't put it in the back of an head mate I think that's, yeah. the, that's the next step of this really we were moaning about not creating any chances a few weeks ago and um, suddenly we, we we can't stop creating them um, we just right. just can't stick it away and it, it it's a new it's a new type of frustration the story of our season though isn't it really because I mean yeah. Yeah. one minute we're not looking attacking enough and we're, we're you know we're not creating chances and then when we are creating chances like you say we're, we're not sticking them away it's just I know. Some of them were glaring as well, mate. Like, um, I, I don't know if you've watched it back at all or seen the highlights, but there were two in particular that, um, you know, just nine out of ten, you know, games, those go in, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, like you say, where any other day you win it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've yeah. watched the highlights and that, and I've looked back on the game. And I think in the last five minutes alone, that was just, even the last five minutes we could have, one two nil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, know. And uh, fair play, the keeper. Uh, the keeper had a blind eye. Yeah, he was man of a match. He got an ounce man of a match. Which and I, and I said to me mate, who, who I went down with, I said, oh, it says it all. Yeah, if I remember rightly, in the home game, he got he got injured early on as well, didn't he? Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and he was the blo- he was the guy who had the blinder at Newcastle as well when they went to St James's and knocked him out the cup. <laughs> Talking to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a good yeah, link. So, yeah. It must have. It must have been. Yeah, that's. Uh, you're right. He did have a couple of good saves, but he's he's an ex-Arsenal youth player, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he's got got a bit of pedigree about him. But yeah, yeah. no. Um, it's a really frustrating, isn't it? Like because you like you say, you look at Rotherham. That's a good point. And I mean, to be fair, we both predicted a, a one or draw, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of the prediction, we were sort of bang on with the sort of uh, the result, yeah, result, but not the the score. But um, it, it, we did sort of say we agreed that Cambridge is one of those where we could go and win it as well, you know. So yeah, and we should have done, mate. Honestly, there was there was a few. I mean, um, just I mean, but yeah, the keeper made a few good saves, and that, and that happens. But there were just a few, like I say, glaring misses where there was one where. Um, Towards the end, where it had got dug out to the back post, Bowman's headed it back across goal. I don't know if he's going for goal there or if he's, you know, he's Sinley, he's run. And, and um, do you remember Gaza in Euro 96? It, it was like that. He, he stretched out of the far post and he, he just couldn't get to it. And it was, oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, do you know, funnily enough, I um, texted you the other day, didn't I? I, I bumped into um, uh, Ebanks Landell in Starbucks in Shrewsbury that's the other day. Uh, and, um, and, I, and I said to it, and, I, and I, he's, I've actually bumped into him a couple of times before, and he, he's a good lad. He always stops to speak. And, um, and, and I said, Ethan, how did we not win that on Saturday? And, it, and, he, and he just had this look on his face as if to say, I oh, know. And then I said, that Lee, he chants at the end. And we've both had our head and our ends have gone, oh, <laughs> no. So like, he was feeling it. And, and I said to him, um, 
what did the gaffer say after? And he said, there wasn't a lot he could say because like they'd created yeah. so many chances and on any other day, you know, you come out of that like like the Fleet, you know, like the Fleetwood game. I mean, we yeah. we created more chances on Saturday than we did in that Fleetwood game away over Christmas. And we won that three 0 <laughs> You know, you always, so you always get that though, don't you? You always yeah, see like yeah. you see it all the time, like a team will like win six 0 and create seven or eight chances know, and you'll go in. And then the week after they'll create twenty chances. They yeah. might get one goal and yeah. lose two one or whatever, or they'll, yeah. or they'll yeah, they won't win, like they'll draw one all or something. Yeah. You know, and that's that that's there's a bit like what you're saying there. And I mean it's just it's crazy really because You'd expect us to maybe create those sort of chances and the amount of chances against no disrespect to teams like Cambridge, yeah. because they're a similar opposition to us. But we, we, you know, we we did the same against Rotherham, who were you know the runaway leaders and that. And it's just, um, I just, uh, I mean, you can look at it in two ways. It's like great two clean sheets um, and two solid performances where we've dominated both games. But yeah. at the end of the day you'd rather have lost one of them and won one of them because you'd have got the extra oh, no. points. You know I mean? so oh, no. it's, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like... And you, you just know, look... And for the outsider looking in, you just look and say, oh, Shrewsbury have drawn nil-nil again. And it just doesn't tell us tale of the... It's not know, the it true doesn't tell, us, doesn't tell the story. story. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you saw that stat the other day. We, um, we've, we've got the joint most nil-nil draws in the whole of the 92 clubs. Um, we've got six this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that doesn't surprise me, but those six, I had a look back, and they've all been since Christmas. I that was that's what amazed me. I seen that, and I, I think I actually retweeted that. And five have been this year, but the first one came literally on the 29th of December. Yeah, I know. I know. Against so, Alpington. so I was like, is that really like is that really true? But then I, re- yeah. I remember Shrewsbury used to be like nil nils the last two or three seasons, yeah. and then I remember this year we were struggling to draw games. It was either winning or losing, and getting uh-huh. a draw like. And then I was thinking, God, we yeah, we're we're now I think we're now like the second or third highest for draws in that league now. It's like right. yeah. But you know what? You know what, right? I said earlier on in the season, I said this to someone that sometimes we need to be picking up those points because we're we're losing games and we're not winning enough. Where and and now it's like we are picking up those scrappy draws where we yeah, you, know, you look, look at Wickham for instance, like Wickham we, we, we didn't deserve to draw that. Yeah. We should have got nothing out of it. So you, you look at that and then you look at Rotherham a, a game where the fans weren't expecting us to, you know, even ourselves, we weren't expecting anything. So no. you look at those two draws, for example, they're draws that we, we shouldn't have got, but then you look at yeah. the amount of games we've we drawn where we should have won, like Cambridge away, um, Fleetwood at home, you know, they're, they're sort of games you should be really turning into wins. Really. I know, I know. It's just so frustrating. And and it because it's a nil-nil as well, I think that, you know, you do you do that trip and on the way home, it, it, it feels like you've been beat. Uh, it feels like you've not got value for money. You at least no. want a goal, don't you? No, to an extent. I mean, um, there were some very good performances. I mean, across the back, we were... Feel like I'm sort of beating the same drum every week, but we were fantastic at the back. You know the yeah, conditions were terrible, mate. Honestly, the pitch looked better than it was. It was definitely cutting off the the wind. I mean, some of the goal kicks they were they weren't even reaching a halfway line because they were hitting a wall of wind. Um, and with the rain swirling around in that as well, like the back three. I mean, they're probably my top three. I mean, we'll probably get into that, but they would probably, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, they were probably the best three players we had. So, so um, 
I mean, Flanagan always gets mentioned. I mean, he's uh, from what from what I've seen, he just looks, you know, he just seems to be a add that calmness, doesn't he, to the yeah, defense? Cool, dude. Yeah, then. yeah, just sort of that bit of quality. You know, he's got that international experience as well. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's got that know how and and mm. something that we've probably been lacking in the last couple of years in defense because. Yeah, we've got Ebanks, Landau, Pierre in the past, but and Rose, Sean Williams, but they're all there's not anyone that stands out. Whereas this year we've got Pennington and yeah, in uh, Flanagan now on Both either side. Both very different as well, aren't they? Yeah, they they play they play they play the ball out mm. and they're balanced, and it's a balanced centre back three, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it is. And, it and is. not just that. You've also got nurses balanced and can come on that left hand side. So we've got like cover in this defense. So it's really Leahy. positive. And, and yeah. yeah, and Lee as well. That's what I mean. So, you know, defense is, 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 is our strongest area. Yeah. And, and, and well, you know, it's the, I think we're now the, we are the third best defense in the league. It's incredible. Rotherham have conceded 21 who are top. Mm. Wigan have conceded 32. No, for, yeah, 32. How many was Rotherham? Sorry. Were, uh, 21 that's a joke isn't it I know is it? That's I mean that's crazy. I said that to Rob who was up in um, Newcastle yeah. in the weekend when we were playing Rotherham he's like ah, that away defence is a joke they've conceded five goals away from home five goals that's, that's unreal that's yeah. like, I, I'd like love to go back over the years and and find any club that has got that away record oh, um, oh, well definitely. certainly the goals uh, conceded at this stage of a the season oh, there can't be one Surely, yeah, and it, and it makes it makes you want to beat them even more. Hence, why it would have been great to have beaten them. But you know what? We've got a great opportunity to go there and beat them um, in a couple of weeks or so. Yeah, um, yeah. which will be obviously a real tough game. But you know, like going back to what I was saying there, like twenty-one aside, so you know they're first. We're going to second. They've conceded thirty-two. They're yeah. second, yeah. right? So take the top two out of that league. We've got the best defense in the league. It's unreal. Where we are. <laughs> and it's only, and that's that's what we say week in week out. If we could finish our chances, I mean, we we've created something like forty three chances in the last two games. That's unreal. Yeah. Forty three chances, but the the but on the negative side of that, we've only hit the target. I think like eight or nine times. Yeah, and we've got no goals to show for it. Yeah. So. It's all yeah. well and good creating chances, but if you're not finishing them, and, that, yeah. and that's the problem at the minute, it's, it's yeah. lack of confidence. And a few times this season as well, we've come up against a goalkeeper who's had a worldie as well, and there ain't a lot you can do about that. So I think yeah. you've definitely got to come out of the last week looking at it glass half full, haven't you? Like people will look at that from the outside, but Shrewsbury fans that, that look at that know the real deal of what's going on. In, mm. in, 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 in what what those stats mean and you know you, you can all go into this blooming XG stats and all that yeah yeah it, it, and, and, you know no goals and that. but at the end of the day I, as long as our team are attacking and looking because I, I do believe in the remaining nine games we've got we're going to give someone a good hammering again soon got to because and, and people say oh we've not done that this season we have we beat Cambridge 4-1 we beat Fleetwood away 3-0 I yeah. seriously reckon we're going to put a good hammer in another three goals for someone, maybe a Lincoln or a Doncaster. We're going to, mm. you know, if we keep playing, if, if we can play like that against the likes of Rotherham, but then replicate that against someone like a mid-table Cambridge, we're still... Yeah, switch at home, I think we've got coming up as well, haven't we? 
exactly. You know, someone will get taken by surprise by us, I reckon, in the remaining nine games. I hope so. We could do with some goals. You know, and I, I would never have said that a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. I know. Even but then the defensive record wasn't as good then either, so it's... It, yeah... I mean, the fence has been been all right. It's just been proved with Flanagan coming in. I just think the I think the attack intent wasn't there, and then we were because we didn't have the attacking threat. The defense looked more vulnerable, but yeah. you know we've always been pretty solid. You know we have been. Quite cool. I mean, you know, you know, you know, what I mean, you know, going back to this, the start of the thirty-five goals, right? The the amazing thing about that is we've played two or three more games than Wigan. Yet they've conceded thirty-two. So mm. we played three more games than them and conceded only three more goals than them. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's an incredible stat, like and, yeah, um, it's it's, it's crazy. Like Again, from the outside looking in, you wouldn't believe it looking at our league position. But yeah, those draws have killed us over the season, but, I suppose. But I suppose they've also got good. made us pretty safe. It's really, really annoying because you want, you know, you keep. For me, it's like it's Cottrell the right man. You keep questioning week in, week out. Yeah. Is he the right man? Is he yeah. the right man? See if he was able to bolt that squad up a wee bit, yeah, and get the players that we need, like the number ten, yeah, the extra winger, giving us that more attacking threat. We, we could that that team is literally. I reckon that team is two or three players away from being a team languishing in 16th, 17th, to sitting in... A good top half side. And challenging the playoffs. So yeah. I would even say challenge the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. See, at the end of the day, right, that's, so some people, that may sound a bit like crazy, but it's not. I mean, you look at the start. Defensively, we're solid. Yeah, as good you as know? anything. As good as... Exactly. Good as a, apart from the top two, we're the best defensive team in that league. Take the two top two out. Yeah. So right, the other 22 teams... We are the best of the twenty-two, yeah. apart from the top two. So that's 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 in itself. That's great. It's a great foundation to build on a good yeah. team. So the fact that we're now creating chances is, if we just have that bit of, you, you, we just need those players that have that difference, like a Chapman, a Docker, um, yeah. you, you know, uh, even a Sean Morley to an extent when he was younger. Even like I don't know, just someone that has that spark that knows what to do. On the big uh, Ben Davis, you know, yeah. um, someone that's that's going to pull something out there. And Asamoa even back in the day when he, you know, he was he was at live wire bag of tricks, yeah, yeah. He just he just he offered something different. See if we had something like that in the team, that would be the difference between where we are seventeenth and maybe seventh or something or eighth. And I, I generally do believe that. Yeah, generally believe. Yeah, that. and I think competition for places as well because there isn't a lot of that in any position, really, is there? I mean, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, we're so settled aside. I mean, it, it says it all. But I just think, um, actually, I had an interesting conversation with my mate who, who went to the game with Saturday, and we got chatting about Bowman. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I don't see many Shrewsbury fans who are campaigning for him to be in the team every week at the minute, but. There's so little competition. He's having a bit of, I mean, I might sound harsh here, but a bit of a free ride. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if he puts in a five or six out of ten. He knows he's going to play the next week. Um, hasn't scored for ages. Um, he actually, to be fair, he played all right on Saturday. I wouldn't, I wouldn't slate him for that. But generally, over the last couple of months, he's offered very little. But that's the problem. There's been, you know, a few instances of that across the, uh, the season where, 
there isn't competition for places and and it almost makes you take it or some of the players take maybe taking it for granted a little bit yeah no i i totally um get where you're coming from with that because like you say you're sort of see when you're having a bad run it i don't know i'll go back to united treble winning season yeah as a pure example um, you'll probably be able to give me an example of a Liverpool time, um, yeah. but I, I can just—it just came to the top of my head. There. You had Teddy Sheringham, Dwight York, Andy Cole, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Man United always played four-four-two, mm-hmm. and Dwight York and Andy Cole were—I would say—the the leading men in that that team. But am I right in saying that Sheringham and Solskjaer were the two that changed that game in Barcelona? And they they the scored. They both they were the two scorers. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. They both came on and they mm. both scored. Mm. Now, you know, and 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 that that's what that team that year, like you say, there was not just about form but rotation as well to give players a rest. And then if those players played well, I mean, Solskjaer was renowned to be the super sub, wasn't he? Yeah. He was um, yeah. that. That was what he was known as, you know, the assassin. And and you're right in what you're saying. You know, we haven't got. I'm not saying we're going to be like a Man United, but yeah, that, it's all relative, though, isn't it? You still need options. Yeah, you, you need to have those options. And as good as Bloxham is in terms of potential, he's not the finished article. Caton and Bloxham are very similar in the way that they're coming into the team. The fans want them to do well, including yeah. myself and you, because they're. You know, coming through the youth team, that's what we want to do. But you don't want to burden that expectation on them because if they don't perform, fans as they are will get on their back. Yeah. So you do need some experience. Udo isn't renowned to be an out-and-out goal scorer. Apart from his purple patch this season, he's not really been that sort of player. He's a yeah. workhorse and a worker. So, you know, as we've always mentioned, you know, you, you would love that. But Bowman, for me, hasn't been predominantly a goal scorer in the higher leagues, more League Two. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've got what we've got, but you do need some sort of quality to back that up as well. Competition, like yeah. New players, like, yeah. So, like you say, I mean, both, see if we had four strikers of league experience, you would not be playing, and say we had a new, a couple sitting on the bench or in, in the squad. Like Yane, again, he's not really a sort of, see for me actually, to be fair, why isn't Yane starting? That's the question. You know, he's using not, him a lot, is he? That's what I mean, you've got, you've got to question that really, haven't you? So, yeah. is, you know, Bowman hasn't been performing, but why is Yanni not? You know, why is he not been yeah. getting that, that experience? But I, I do believe that if you had someone a bit more older than Yanni, a bit more experienced, he would come in in place of Bowman. But I don't know. Maybe it's you're right in what you're saying there. There needs to be more competition. Whereas defence, yeah. I think we've got that spot on because mm-hmm. you've got Pierre who's on the bench, who for me has been a player starting for the last 18 months or so and then he kind of get a game now. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, that's the right decision because, you know, he's not been playing well this season mm. and there's players in that team that are playing better. So, yeah. competitive-wise, is, is good. But then, you can say the same for Elliot Bennett. Now, luckily for Bennett, he's been a consistent performer this season. Yeah. And he's been 
on top of the game and touch wood, he's not really picked up injuries. Yeah, he had a suspension. Like, but apart from that, he's been superb. But if he was to dip in form, I wouldn't really bring Josh Daniels in because I don't believe that's his Yeah, it'd be the position. same situation, wouldn't it? And you've got that sort of situation there whereas Bennett is comfortable. Um, Bowman's comfortable. There's certain players in that team that are comfortable because they know that there's not competition, like you said. Yeah. Same as the center of midfield, really. Yeah. Um, when there's an injury, you know, or a suspension or whatever, you're guaranteed if you if you if you can play in midfield, that you're playing. You're in. You're in. <laughs> you're in. And that's and exactly, and that's that's where we're at at the minute. And I think that's what frustrates Shrewsbury fans more, not the fact that we're. You know, we'll touch on it in a minute about the news that came out today. But you know, they talked last season about we're not going to be scrapping relegation and that, and you know, um, that's how these season tickets were sort of sold to us. Yeah. Um, I can't comment as a as I'm not a season ticket holder, but I want yeah. to ask you your view about this from the outside. I can understand the increase of ten percent of the season tickets. Nearly yeah. is it? I can um, understand yeah, the for, for a business side of it, yeah. but I can also see why fans are getting a bit upset about it as well. Um, so we've, we've talked about the Cambridge game, really, and we'll, we'll jump back about that in a moment. So I just want to quickly ask your view as we touched on that. What is your view on the season ticket? Um, pretty similar to what you just said, really. I think um, from a business point of view, post-pandemic, and to sort of almost be in line with some of the other clubs in that division, not necessarily, you know, your big clubs like your Sunderlands, but to be competitive with, um, you know, some of the other clubs that you would probably associate being around a similar size to us, it makes sense. But I can't help but still feel a bit pissed off, you know, excuse my French, but I just think, and again, every club is in this boat, but we, we effectively had a full season bar a couple of games where we had an eye follow voucher um, as sort of compensation for not being able to attend games with our season ticket behind closed doors. It was nobody's fault. Everyone was in the same boat, but it wasn't the same. And we all felt very short-changed by that. Now, off the back of that, a lot of people didn't renew this season. Um, a lot did, and... You know, they were given the option to take up the, the food or drink voucher, which was a nice little gesture from the club. Um, you know, a couple of quid a game equivalent, isn't it? You know, for a pie or a drink. Um, is that still enough to cover what we've lost? Financially, definitely not. So then to get through a season like this, and it doesn't help that the games have been pretty boring at times, a lot of nil-nils. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not very happy with it. I'll still pay it, and I understand it from a business point of view. But it does leave a bit of taste in your mouth, to be honest, mate. Yeah, no. I mean, like you say, it's um, for me looking on the outside in up in Scotland. You know, obviously, I had a season ticket in the past when I lived down there, and I suppose I'd have been in the same boat where well, it's my team. If I can afford it, I'll do it. But yeah. there's going to be people out there that one kind of thought it or two are thinking it, we're getting these sort of broken promises and I know that football's not a given but to come out and blatantly say like oh yeah we won't be fighting relegation we're going to be battling we're going to be bringing in better players you know to, for me I think 
if you're going to sell the season tickets like that, back the words up. In my eyes, I'm like, you know, okay, go out and get the players or... I don't know. I, I just feel as though like there's been some bro. It was a bit of a, a bit of a slap in the face. It's like, well, yeah. it was a bit like saying like, you buy your tickets and we'll bring it. It was a bit like a, a bit like a blackmail. And, and think way, about like, the money we've brought in from Norburn and all better that we haven't gone and really spent. I appreciate from I don't know the ins and outs of a football business, but I would imagine season ticket sales are very different in terms of where that money gets squirreled away compared to transfer fees, but you look at the amount of money that that club has made this year in transfer fees and mm. and and they're up in the price of everybody's season ticket. Um, another thing as well, this was probably the worst part of it really, and it was nothing to do with the cost, was the timing of the announcement. Um, my mate made a very good point that they have um, over, well, over a period of time between now and the start of the season, there's different price categories, isn't there? So if you get in early, you get the early bird yeah, price. Early bird and then as, as you know, further along it goes, mm-hmm. you enter a new stage of pricing and you have to pay a little bit more. Yeah. Now, they've basically said that the early bird um, pricing scheme starts next week, right? So one, that's before the start of the season, but I can understand why they do that. I've not really got an issue with that. But that early bird period goes from, I think it's the 16th next week. And then that goes through to, off the top of my head, mid-April, right? Now, that's one payday. If you get paid at the end of March, right, whether it's a 25th, last working day, or first day of April, that is the first, that's one payday. That all, if, you know, all these season ticket holders, they're going to have to fork out out of basically next week's payday or the week after they're not giving them a full calendar month to sort their finances out to, to get it sorted. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm not. And then not it's just, if you don't pay by mid-April, bang, you're paying a more expensive season ticket. It's not even that. They could have at least, I don't know what the ins and outs are in terms yeah. of, they, they must have surely had some inkling. Like they could have given like a breakdown of, right, right, we're thinking of getting the ticket announcement released around this time. So if they said around whatever X month um, back three or four months ago, you'd be like, right, okay, that's fine. I can put a bit aside each exactly. month. Because not everyone's got the money um, to lump up front, and not everyone can get finance. So right. you know, it, it is a bit of a, a bit of taste in the mouth. Give like people say. eight weeks. Give them two paydays yeah. worth at least. But to do it from mid 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 month, it's pretty shocking, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's it is uh there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people that don't agree. And there's gonna be a lot of people that like you say don't it, it is what it is, but but you're right, it is something that um I was just intrigued with what your thoughts were, you know, would you been a season ticket yeah. holder or not? Um, I'm just passionate to... about it because I care. Do you know do you know what I mean? Like I want that yeah. ground to be as full as possible with season ticket holders, but then you know, you've got a lot of young fans, families with you know, um or family tickets, are they going to be able to sort out their ticket quickly or are they going to have to pay? I, I think it's a bit of a moneymaker, really, right? We'll do a four-week scheme where it's going to be difficult for people to pay, potentially. And then if you want to go then, you're going to have to pay more. Um, there's a lot of elderly fans with the club as well. They might start looking at it and, and turning away. The thing that they're not, the thing they're not realising as well is the cost of living at the yeah. moment, massive in the news. Food's gone up, fuel's going up. 
Um, it's the highest it's ever been in a, in a, in a long stretch for, mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember. Uh, electricity and gas prices are going up now um, as high as 51% and then yet again going up in October. So yeah. to, 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 to up the prices, um, I get why they're doing it from a business sense, but then in the long run, are they going to make? Are they going to? Are they going to like? They could actually. It could actually backfire because they could actually be down on what they would do if they kept the season ticket prices the same. If yeah. you get what I'm saying, because yeah. they could lose so many fans, not through choice of not wanting to go for football reasons, but for financial yeah. reasons. And I just feel as though it's it's a real concern um, for the football club because at the end of the day, the fans are the bread and butter of the football club. And yeah. it is yeah. is, a, is yeah is a is a bit of a concern, but I don't want to get too much into the finances mm. because, like you say, I'm it's not, interesting though, isn't it? I'm, yeah, it's an interesting topic, but I'm not someone that runs the football club from top to bottom mm. with finances, and you know that's not really my area. But you know, as a fan looking on the inside, it's all about uh, how the you know perceive it, how it perceived from a fan's point of view, and it is is a concern because you know football is for fans, and I feel as though we're overpriced in everything these days. Yeah. And football's now becoming the same. So. Yeah, the next um, supporter parliament uh, supporters parliament meeting will be interesting. See what questions are asked about that and what answers yeah. they get. Yeah, and I think I think sometimes when these questions are brought up, certain people who have the money will be like, oh, you, you know, you just want it on the cheap. It's not about that. It's about making football affordable for every fan, rich yeah. and poor. Um, <clears throat> And in between, yeah. you know, and it's about giving opportunity for people in their area to see their local club. And that's what yeah. it's all about. Agreed. It's nothing to do about money and, and that. Yeah, money is a key factor, but making sure people can finance, because it's not just about that. You know, if, you, if you've got to count the away days into the season, the food, the travel, um, it, you know, it's not not every food fan lives in Shrewsbury. There's people I know that travel up from Hereford, like Dale, you know, he travels up to you know, the fuel prices are going up, so that means he's got to fork out extra money in fuel. Yeah. Is he really going to want to do that? And you know, I've I've already seen him say that with the football that's been put on display and the broken promises, you know, he's thought about not renewing it. And that's for someone that's goes a regular, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's that's actually quite a big shock. You know what I it's mean? It's quite sad so, as well, really. Yeah, and it is. It is. It's really to consider that we moaned about not being able to go to football. Yeah, because you know, of COVID and that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but at the same point, you need to you need to put bread and butter on the table and pay the bills. And what comes first, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Massive, massive topic, and it's something that you know, not just season tickets, price away tickets as well. I mean, some tickets is ridiculous. I mean, crew twenty five quid. How do they yeah. think they can charge? That? Chel- Cheltenham charge twenty eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean twenty eight. 20's plenty, you know what I mean? They should categorise it by division. Well, the Premier yeah, League have opinion. got it right, haven't they? I think they've got a maximum of 30 quid um, for, for an away ticket. I might be wrong on the figure, but there's definitely a, a blanket price um, across the whole league that it can't be any more than X amount. And I, I think that the league, the Football League needs to start doing that. You know, maybe a championship rate, League One, League Two. It's the same with like cup games. I'm sure like um, Peterborough put theirs up massively against Man City. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the fans that went to the previous round, they were normal prices, but because it's Man City, they hike yeah. them up. Yeah. And yeah, I get why they do that, but you're going to get a big gate regardless. Yeah. You know when Kidderminster played West Ham? I think they yeah. trebled their price. They made it like nearly 40 quid. 
No, that's and you know what you can understand from a business point of view. Yeah, we keep banging on about business, but then at the same point, for me, it's a bit. It's just wrong. It's like it's morally yeah. wrong. Yeah, because you're you're basically doing over your own fans who yeah. are then you're expected to turn up the week after. Yeah. Um. For for a normal league game and then pay the normal price again. It's like exactly. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a bit it's a bit of a bit. It would surprise me if there's something altered here with with um, maybe not necessarily with Shrewsbury in particular, but with the league, I, I just can't see it being sustainable over the next couple of years. I think something will get put in place. It's got to, hasn't it? Yeah, no. Well, that's quite interesting. We've had a quick chat on finance and ticket prices. <laughs> quite a quite a good one there. Before we before we move on uh, for the double header, we'll briefly go through that. Um, I want your top three players from Cambridge. Obviously, I wasn't there. I'm not going to comment on mine from the yeah. highlights because it's unfair, but you've got a good view of the game. So, for the listeners out there, who are your top three? Um, I'd go with Flanagan first. I thought he won everything in the air. Um, he, surprisingly, with, with the surface, he was quite happy to play the ball out. And he isn't just one that just charges forward with it like like some uh, defenders we've had do he's he's actually very very good on the ball he's very calm he picks a good pass so um yeah very impressed with him so i'd go with him at number one um number two i would probably go next to him and i I thought landell had a very good game um strong as anything won every battle won everything in the air um he's not it's not the prettiest of defending is it with landell but um he he was very good on saturday and the, the conditions were terrible and and some of those long balls, time and time again, that they were playing in, he, he dealt with them all, mate. So, yeah, spot on. Um, I was going to go with Pennington and have all three of them, but I, I think Lee, he needs to be in there because he was the only one who showed a bit of imagination. Um, you know, he was, he was the one busting the gut to try and get onto the end of, you know, that, that ball that got played across the face of the face of a goal. He, yes, he didn't manage to reach it, but... At times, the you know the lads up front, they were just static. When a ball come in, there was no movement whatsoever. Um, but yeah, Lee he had a bit of creativity in midfield as well. Had a few shots from distance. He, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably throw him in as well. Uh, I've seen there was uh, quite a lot added on time. So uh, Udo, um, mm-hmm. what happened to him? He, he, did he head the post and said the ball? Yeah, um, the ball. I think it was. <laughs> Bennett, this was another terrible miss. I mean, he played it over to the, the far post and Udo was completely unmarked. The ball wasn't above him. He wasn't really stretching and, and he's missed. It was almost under the crossbar. It was easier to miss. Um, sorry, it's easier to score. Um, anyway, so yeah, he's, he's, he's headed it over the bar and then he's clattered into the, uh, into the post and he was down for a few minutes. And I think there was two other bad injuries during the game as well. So I think they ended up adding like I think it was eight or ten minutes, something like that. Yeah, one of their players got an injury, didn't he? he got like a yeah. headband or something. Like I see. Yeah, that. yeah, they had to band image him up. What um, was I was going to ask? Um, that was it because obviously you were there. I don't know if you were able to see it from where you were. Uh, so Ryan Bowman should he have been sent off? Yes or no? For the elbow. Yeah. Nah, not for me. I think they. You can't jump up in the air without your arms out. You know, you've got to have some sort of leverage. Um, he did catch him, but he had but, he had so, his um, he had his eye on the ball. And that's a big indicator yeah. for me. If you keep your eye on your ball, you're not looking back at your opponent. I, I think um, I think a booking is just about right. So you got yeah, because you got you got a booking. But um, 
in today's game, though, with the referees the way they are, could you have understood why that would have been a rad? Yeah, 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 of course. And and to be honest, mate, let let's let's not beat around the bush. I'm being a bit biased there. If it's the other end, I'll scream it for a red. So um, <laughs> I, that's how I always look at things. If I look at it, yeah. like if there's um say an offside or um, a goal that's given I always look at and think if that's at the other end am I screaming for it you know that's that's how I judge it really so yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, I was it, it say, when, when, I, when I seen it I was like that was uh, a bit naughty but you yeah. see Bowman had a bit of a rage about him just before that with a defender and the linesman mm. and he seemed to still have he one just, on him he, he has that bit of an edge about him, doesn't he, Bowman? Yeah, I quite well, like it, though. I quite like it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's take good. That his game. As long as he controls... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, take, but the thing is, at the moment, I think he's just getting so frustrated he's not getting the goals. And to be yeah. honest, let's put it this way, he could have easily had a goal against Fleetwood and Rotherham and things yeah. would look a bit different for his confidence yeah. and he may have, you know... It's just... It's, it's, it is frustrating for him at the minute. He's a... What, I was going to say one thing about Bowman that's really weird is like I understand when when um you know let's say for instance Lee he's got the ball and you know when the, the forward arcs his run to stay on side and 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 you know try and make the run it's a funny one with Bowman like whenever um a defender has a ball he never runs direct at them he does like an arced run wherever he goes it's almost like he's got one leg longer than the other he can't he can't run in a straight line it's bizarre um, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> I am, I'm at, you know, now you've said that, that's one of those things that I'm just going to literally look out for all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so, move, moving on, um, moving on then, so we've got the double header um, yeah. this, this week. So, first of all, Oxford, now I've seen Lewis Cox put out a tweet earlier saying the last four games at home have ended 3-2 with three of them being to Oxford. Um, so you're guaranteed what do you mean, sorry? it's ended 3 2 the score, like, right? Okay, so basically, yeah, you know, it lasts four games for Oxford, yeah. Well, I think it's been 3 2 for us, and then this since oh, the last time we've played them, sorry, sorry, okay, yeah, the last at home, like it's been, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like, oh, that's a good tweet, but you, yeah. Oh, nil, nil, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Plus, I don't look at those records. You know, like these records where they say they haven't won at, um, I don't know, say say if they, I don't know if they didn't, but say if they haven't won at Cambridge for 18 years, Ebanks Landell isn't going to be looking, oh God, the lad's here 18 years ago. <laughs> I don't understand I why that's that. I mean, irrelevant to me. I, know, it's, I think it's more for the fans they like and the media yeah. love to bring up. But you know what? I, I, I do like those quirky stats as well because like... Um, Oh, it's just something I like. Yeah, but yeah. like you said, well, it ain't going to be three two on Saturday. I guarantee you. <laughs> well, now you said now you said that. Yeah, we'll, is that we'll your prediction? To... Well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll go for my prediction in a minute. But I actually, um, see, after the last few performances, I mean that. But let's let's before we say it, we've got three clean sheets in a row, and we could have easily won all three of them. Um, I know. One one drawn two, so we're on a good bit of form at the minute. And like I say, yeah. we are going to give someone a hammering soon. Yeah, good um, side ox for though, aren't they? Like third or fourth, aren't they? They're the highest goal scorers in the league. So mm-hmm. against the fir- against the best defense outside the top two, so it's going to be yeah. an interesting battle. That the last time they played was obviously they played us off the park. We didn't get a shot on target. So, mm. but we're a better side now. You know, um, yeah. we're a better side yeah. now. So I do believe we'll give them a good game. Um, yeah. But. 
Yeah, I mean, they really are fighting for promotion. We're sort of still scrapping for the points to get to safety. I yeah. do believe that we're there's too many poor teams below us. In fairness, yeah. now, yeah, I agree. Um, to to go down, but until it's you know mathematically. Yeah safe you know we, we need to be scrapping for them mm. points we're quite lucky um, but there's there are so many poor teams beneath us to be honest i uh, there's a there's a massive game at the weekend which i tweeted out just before i came on the sh- um today uh is it doncaster gillingham that whoever yeah. wins that yeah it's you know they're in serious contention for um staying up and to think that doncaster could stay up after a few weeks ago was, oh they were done weren't they uh, they were done and dusted, but uh, funnily enough, I tweet. Uh, I, know, I was on a, a relegation podcast with uh, Gab um, way before Christmas. A relegation and, podcast? I bet that was cheery. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've been on two of them. The first one, though, I said Doncaster would stay up. Yeah. And they looked rooted at the time, and he yeah. laughed at me, the guy. And I messaged we'll him the other day and I said, oh, if Donny stay up, do you remember what I said? And he goes, I said, uh, I'll certainly give you a message at the end of the season. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they stay up. Anyway, yeah, Oxford's uh, a bigger game. Now, have you ever been to Oxford before? Yeah, I have. I've been a few times. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I know we're at home and that, but just, yeah. I've been, I've been once before, and uh, we won you three. You wouldn't park your nil. car behind that goal, would you? Uh, well, with Shrewsbury shooting, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can imagine Leahy smashing your uh, front window in there. So, yeah. but see, see the day I went, it would have been safe because Shrewsbury won three 0 and uh, we were flying. Jamie Tolly scored. Um, back ben Hurd. Oh, right. Ben Hurd scored an absolute screamer. And who else got the other one? What been Dave Edwards actually? Not sure. Yeah. I've never but seen us win there. We lost lost every time I've been. Oh, three 0 It was literally just after um, Christmas. It was like further January or something. Yeah. And it was Baltic. But I tell you what, they have a nice little bar underneath the ground. Um, yeah, just they the are. Way. And, and over the road as well, they've got um, uh, they've got like a, a leisure complex across uh, that car park. And I don't oh, know if it, if it was there then, but. They've got like a bowling alley, loads of bars, um, right, loads of pool it. tables. Yeah, uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's good. Um, it's not well, it's not like sort of day out Oxford. Um, it's good away though, isn't it? But it's, it's still a good. Yeah. It's still like say plenty yeah. to do. It's, it's good. It reminded me the bar reminded me a bit of the one at the keep moat. It was mm-hmm. a bit under the ground, mm-hmm. but no, it was good. I, yeah. I had a, I think I got the coach up late, so I had a few yeah. good beers, and I was. Uh, a young boy then. It was 2005, <laughs> actually, if I remember. 2005, okay. yeah. 2006 season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were, I mean, I, the highlight of that was Ben Hurd's goal. It was an absolute yeah. screen. I might have to uh, pull it out of the archive. Yeah, dig and, that out, yeah. And uh, find that because it, it was a beauty. But no, it was a, that was a, a good day. But no, we haven't really done well at Oxford since, really. I've, yeah. um, I'm trying to think yeah. if we've... We, I think we did. We not win there in the Paulhurst season two one. If I'm right, Stephen Payne. Possibly, I'm not sure. I'm sure we did, but um, other than that, I can't remember yeah. recording too many wins there. Well, hopefully, they don't that. have a very nice trip on Saturday when they come to us. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's the thing. There's always been goals. I remember a couple of games where we've been like. I think there was one game out of those three twos, and we were two 0 up with like twenty minutes to go. Yeah, and they. Yeah, ripped us apart in the last sort of twenty minutes. And, yeah. Wasn't it? Um, 
Matty uh, Matty Richards' goal against Oxford when he when we had that unbeaten run and he scored right at the end. That, oh, yes. that was Oxford, that, wasn't it? That was Oxford where the, the home the home run which stretched about 35, 40 games, something yeah. ridiculous like that. But that but Oxford was only about twenty odd games in and yeah, we were we were two one down in the last minute. That was yeah. a promotion season. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Richards. Yeah. I don't know what a goal. He just thirty yards out. The ball came to him, ninety third minute or something, and he just yeah. bang. I, I remember right, people leaving the ground, and then you could just hear the roar. And you, you go out afterwards, <laughs> and people are like, "What happened? What happened?" It was like, "Oh, if only oh, you saw." You, yeah, if only you stayed in the ground. Yeah, I hate, I hate <laughs> that when when fans leave games early, especially if if it's if it's still tight. You know. I, I hate the, it. The only time I've ever done that, right, is just before I left to come up here and we were 3-0 down against Yeovil at home at half time. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I just literally, it was like, I had my season ticket at the time and I was like, I just, look, I thought to myself, fucking hell, this is, this is terrible. Bad, like, yeah. This is atrocious. Like, it was, it was, yeah. I was unbearable and, I always said to myself, I'd never do that, but I've never done it again since. Yeah. You know what? Because I said to myself, because we scored like straight after half time, and I, I remember, even though it ended 3 1, I remember thinking, you know, it could have easily been different. I thought, no, I'm not going to do that again. But it just, yeah. yeah. I, 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 but I never get it. See, when you see people leaving when it's 1 0 or it's 1 1, they leaving. Like, and like, even in like the big game, like not necessarily with Shrewsbury, but you know, like big Champions League games, and you see people leaving early, like, what are you doing? Uh, especially when you spend all that money for the ticket as well. Do what, so just you... to get out of a car park quicker and miss. Potentially miss something that you know would live with you forever. <laughs> I know my, my first game that I took Charlotte to apart from the car park, and it took me about half an hour to get out. Yeah, yeah, it was I could have left early in that, but it's my daughter's first game, exactly. so was like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you don't leave because you know, any, especially when you won the lot, you know, anything yeah. can happen. But yeah. you want to see, you want to cheer the players at the end and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, from, uh, I, I get what some some fans. Well, not fans, they've probably just gone to the game. They're not maybe true fans, as I said, that's a bit harsh, <laughs> but you know, but there is, there is fans, yeah. yeah, they're not as dedicated, but there is fans there that also you are questioning, like, why are you going? Like, you know, you pay mm. the money to go to a game, you moan about the price, yeah, it's 1 1, and then you get a last minute winner, for instance, and it's like. Yeah. You just missed the best part of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got loads of little grumbles like that over, you know, like um, little fan grumbles. But um, maybe we'll touch on a few of them over the next few weeks. <laughs> even, even, even think to away games like we've been to. I, I remember Carlisle that the it was one nil, and then we scored in the ninety third, ninety fourth minute. You don't, yeah. you don't walk away from games like that. No, I, don't, I bet a lot of what what is know with the, the trip that they had to come back. But one nil down, you don't know what no. happens. It's I definitely. I, I agree with you, mate. Down. I agree. I wouldn't do it. Plus, I like yeah. to um, clap the players regardless and um, yeah. tell them what I think if we've got stuffed. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've had a short game, like, you're like, yeah. hey, they're getting it at the end, you know, because yeah. you pay your money to, to do that, like, but yeah. you don't do it in the game. like No, or at half time. You know, when I hate, you know, when, um, unless it's ridiculous, like you're three or four down, but if, if it's nil nil at half time and there's a few boos, I'm like, how embarrassing. Like, and then you'll cheer him back out in the second half. I know, I know. It's um, yeah. This uh, we're we're funny, aren't we? These fo- fickle, fickle fans. Fickle, we're, we're yeah. all. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I've, I'm not going to share. I'm, I've been probably fickle in the past, but yeah, haven't we yeah. all? Yeah, but yeah, you're getting weak and weak out. You, you know, you know when you're sitting, I get you get them at come on, like you sit in the stand yeah. and week in week out, you'll get that same person. Oh, especially if you've got a season ticket and they've got one in the same seat. I mean, um, part of me wishes there was some sort of way that you could have a season ticket, but you could each game you could pick to sit somewhere differently slightly, um, because. Yeah, it was a few new men near me. I thought you were going to say, like, say sort of where you can just have a mute button. I was like, be oh, nice. that'd, be, that'd be ideal. I'll be, but, um... I'll be, I'll be buying one of them. <laughs> where, you yeah. from, where are you getting from, Where are you getting from? They probably think the same about me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, they probably think the same about me, thinking, who's that English prick watching come on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you, know, you, know, you know what, like, that's, football's all about opinions at the end of the day. But you know, it's like you say, why do people go? But exactly. Oxford's, you know, they're talking of Oxford, that last minute winner, uh, sorry, last minute winner, that last minute equaliser was phenomenal and yeah. probably one of the highlights of a, an Oxford home game. Uh, Certainly one of the highlights of a new ground as well, I'd say. Oh, right, definitely. As and a and there, you go, there you go again, Oxford at home, 2 2. So we've had 3 2s, 2 2s. It always yeah. seems to be a few goals. Mate, it's happening remember... this Saturday, I promise you. It'll be, it'll be a, a 1 0 either way or a 1 all. Do you, do you remember? No more than two goals. Do you remember the year where we played Torquay in the playoffs? Yeah, I went to both. Aye, but the last game was Oxford at home. That's and we right. Three nil, and we right. there was people fighting in block nineteen. Oh, no surprise. Yeah. Um, with one another, like, but I just remember being in like block eighteen at that time, and it was crazy. Um, we were three nil. We absolutely battered. There was like eight or nine thousand in there. But yeah. I can't remember who it was, but I think Wickham were losing at some point, and then yeah. it just went silent after a yeah. while. And yeah, all right. yeah, I remember because we were we were relying on other results, weren't we? And then yeah. you get silly people shouting, and and all of a sudden, every, all the ground are thinking, "Oh, has there been a goal gone in in the other game?" I, I hate that. I know. It was, you know what though? It's probably one of the very few games I've been to where I've been involved in that sort of situation because you see it on TV all the yeah. time in the Premier yeah. League. And you're like, oh, I'd love to be in that situation, like as well. Yeah. Not well, not love it, but it's, it's one of those where it's either really great or it's really shit. And obviously, yeah. you like that day. You yeah. go out, you, you won three 0 right? Any other day on a Saturday, you're buzzing. Yeah. You know, three 0 you're like, what's the result? But I know. that was like, it was like you lost three 0 Yeah, <laughs> and then obviously you go into the playoffs then with your head down almost, don't you? And Obviously, what happened with Jake uh, Robinson? Oh, okay, yeah, we, we'll, we'll have a, we'll we'll leave that there. We'll stop yeah, there. yeah, Jake Robinson, <laughs> bloody hell. So, so, so that's on the Saturday. So we'll do our predictions uh, in a minute, but we'll talk about the the big one. And really, it is a even though we're sort of clear of them quite a bit now by about what is it seven points? I think. I yeah, I was going to say. I mean, eight, it's actually eight. it was a bigger game before it was postponed for me because there was only yeah. four points in it then, and. You know, if they come and, and, and grab a win, we're struggling, aren't we? But we're, now, if, win if on they Saturday won, with 10 points. Yeah. But the thing is, though, if we lose on Saturday and more can win, mm-hmm. and, other t- and say Doncaster or Gillingham pick up, it also becomes a massive one. So, yeah. Let, let, either way, the way I look at it is, I, I would look at it to take four points out of the next two games, yeah. preferably get the draw against Oxford and beat Morecambe. Yeah. We get six out of six better. But Morecambe for me is the one that regardless of even if we're 10 points clear or eight points clear or whatever, mm. if we win that, 
I think that sort of you know sort of yeah. is a, it goes a long way towards because we're what we're on now thirty nine. So yeah. if we get four points, that'll take us on forty three with. And I, I I seen someone say the other day that I think the team that will stay up this year will get forty five points. So mm. you know I don't I think it's going to be one of the lowest ever. They they always talked about the fifty mark, but. Yeah, I still, I still think that's what we need to be going at, really. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, we can easily get nine points with the Doncaster, Lincoln and mm-hmm. Morton game at home. Yeah. That's nine yeah. points. That takes you on to what, um, what did I say, 30, 30, 48. Yeah. So it's 48. You know, you say we're on 39? Yeah, 39. Yeah, yeah 39. Yeah, so, 40, 40, yeah. so if we were to win those, that would, you know, so, yeah, but so for me, Morecambe, we need to just, we need to go yeah. out and win that. Well, them. I hope we're better against, than we were up there. I mean, I, that was one of the first um, away games of the season, very early on, and we were shite, absolutely terrible. To be to be fair though, Morecambe were really good early on the season. They drew at Ipswich. Yeah, they're on a high after getting promoted, beat us, and then I think they only narrowly lost to Rotherham and got played off the park and got, um, you know, the, I think Paul Warren mentioned about how well Morecambe did and that they'll stay up this year. So they were getting a lot of praise early on the season. Yeah, struggled doing really well. So we probably play them at the wrong time. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're in a, a new division. It was a home game, but the atmosphere in their end was sounding pretty good. So, yeah, I can yeah. understand that. And it's always the case, isn't it, when you get the new promoted team up? It's they're always going to be playing yeah. with that extra ten percent or whatever. It's a cup so, final every week, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, but we're at home and we're great at home this season. We've we sort of yeah. you know defensively we're good. So if we can replicate the attack and I, I do think we'll beat them um, really do yeah. and we, we generally do have an okay record against Morecambe from mm. what I remember I think mm. I'm saying that I remember going to one game and we lost 3-1 at home and Dean Holden was an, was an, had an absolute nightmare at the back mm-hmm. oh he was terrible Dean, that Dean Holden bloody hell there's a name one, one out the one out the the book in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, wasn't just a, a shout out. He's not making my six aside. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he's not even on my bench. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I don't think I don't think he'll get in anyone's team. He's uh, <laughs> he's him. one of them players that like. Uh, he's just one of them players that sticks out in your mem in your head, not because he was great, mm. um, but it, just for about how poor he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only sort of game. But more can we do generally have an okay yeah. record? But I, so I do believe. Mem- Go on, mate. No, I was saying I do believe the difference will be stopped, and though we'll need to just keep stopped and yeah. quiet. Definitely, definitely. One of my first, well, my first memory of of the Morgan game was actually when um, we went there in the. Uh, I think it was the last league game in the conference before we played went to the playoffs, um, and it was at their old ground, and we drew three all. Jimmy Quinn scored. Um, and I remember uh, we all ran on the pitch. I don't know why. Everyone was on the pitch, both sets of fans. And um, I always remember the Morecambe fans coming over to us. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. And they were lovely. They were saying, like, good luck in the playoffs. I really hope you do it. And you go, you come up. And um, and we did. <laughs> and um, I think they came up the following season as well, because I kept an eye on them in the conference the year after. And I, I, I'm not sure. I think they might have come up as champions. I'd have to double check. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was my um, earliest memory of um, Sammy. Sammy McElroy, I think, was the. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, right? yeah. They, no, the Morecambe. Uh, uh, I love. I like the Morecambe fans, and yeah. I, I, I chat to one on on 
you know, online, like yeah, know, he's a. Uh, that's right. I think we're going to get him on. And yeah, do it as well. He uh, he was going to come on originally, but then obviously the game got postponed and that. So so yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it's quite funny because I predicted them to go down in the first relegation and all that. Oh, that's a fair shout though at the start of the season. And I then I predicted them to stay up um, recently. So um, so yeah, he'll he'll be. Um, I'm, I'm hoping though that we beat him. Obviously, to be yeah. fair, I, I I hope Walkham stay up. So I like him in terms yeah. of the fans. Yeah, it's but a nice I, away I, as well. But uh, obviously, I don't want him to be us. <laughs> no, so no, of course. So going going on to predictions, and so you go first. Okay. What's your? Well, I'll tell you what. You give me your Oxford prediction, and I'll go. Yeah. Um, I'll go one all, and I'll go. I'll say Bowman because he's bound to get one eventually, isn't he? <laughs> right, fair enough. And um, Oxford, I'm going to go for a surprise. I'm going to go one 0 to Shrewsbury. I just feel, I just feel that the way we've been playing recently, um, Oxford are one of those teams that can have an off day. Yeah. And against a team that's down the table like we are, and I just feel we're on a bit of form at the minute. Yeah. Um, and I think if we get one chance for score, and I think defensively we're, we're pretty solid. Yeah. Goals, I'm going to go for Leahy. I think he's going to make up for not scoring last week and I think he'll score. So, he did everything one, one, on Saturday. Yeah, he deserves one. 1-0 one, one Leahy. I think he's okay. going to score. Um, and then I'll go first for this one. And so for Morecambe, I'm going to go for a close close game. I think we'll concede. Um, Stockton will score first and then we'll come back and win 2-1. And I think Udo is going to get on the mark and Bowman. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna give us the uh, the result that you were saying earlier about us giving someone a pasting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say three nil. I'm gonna go. Ooh, I, I'm like gonna think we're finally gonna get it out of our system against a poor side. And I'll I don't know about my goal scorers, but I'll say three nil. I'll say three nil. I like the sound of that. You know what? That's that's I'm, I'm quite looking. I, I love it. You know what I like about this? I love the positivity. It's like well, it doesn't happen very often, so make the most of it, mate. <laughs> you know, you know what though? I've got to say, right? We were we were quite positive last week, weren't we? And we were quite, mm. you know, quite um, optimistic about Cambridge, and we were right in that. And defensively, you know, yeah. You know what? I think I honestly think right. Burton was good, and we played all right, but we didn't play as well, and we won. Yeah. But then I think the Rotherham game, like honestly, I'd never felt like that in such a long time. And yeah. we drew nil nil. And yeah. I don't know if it's because of the opposition we were playing or because of how well we played or a mixture of both. But mm. since then, and even the Burton game, it's just been so positive. And it's, it's amazing how, like, when your team's playing well, even when they're not winning yeah. and they're showing that, that attacking, can, um, you know, content to go forward and that it just makes you feel so much better about things and honestly I, I really do feel as though the Burton game bringing Flanagan into the side in recent weeks and showing that attacking threat yeah, I do feel as though we'll have a real good settled end to the season right, which so. is something and I would not have predicted two weeks ago yeah yeah I'm just thinking as well like um, I wonder if you know what he's got in place for next season you know, um, right. if he's already well, got some some plans and stuff, but we'll have to do some sort of uh, episode during the summer every every couple of weeks or something. Catch up on 
if we make oh. well, if we make any signings, <laughs> but uh, to discuss yeah. what we do, we, 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 we'll be doing that in the last week of the transfer window. Yeah. We're, not, we're still yeah. we're still waiting. We're still waiting to sign a striker. We're still yeah. waiting. Oh, we, we've not signed it. Yeah, so we've talked about Did you um, did you see Mr. Cosgrove's miss? Uh, yes, I did. I yeah. did. You know what? Right to be fair, right, it was actually a good adder um, because he did everything right. It was just typical of um, Cosgrove that he didn't score. But I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to slay the guy because no, no. you know what? For once, right. You, you know what annoyed me about that is he would never get in that position for Shrewsbury. Yeah. Whereas he had the op- you know he would get the opportunity, but he was in the right place. He put the header in the right place, bar the net, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of out the reach of the goalkeeper, he just didn't score. If he scores, it would have been a great goal. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty solid header, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was when I seen it, I was like, oh, it's, just, it's just typical of him. Yeah. He's not getting much joy, is it? Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> Six asides. Um, yeah. So let's, so listeners, um, if you want to listen in and comment on your six asides after, when the links part, please do. Um, if you disagree with me or Rob, um, like I say, you can comment. You do, you do. Um, we don't have to like your comments, obviously. <laughs> they will be hidden. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they'll be. There, they, they won't be. Um, but we'll, we'll share all comments. Um, yeah. But yeah, so what we'll do, right, is we'll do it like so. You choose one, I'll choose mine. We'll yeah, do okay. that one. Can we just go and over then, the criteria again, in case anyone yeah, so doesn't know? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting one too because I've chosen one and I'm thinking he's still playing. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, he's, he's out. out. Uh, okay, right. The criteria I'm changing it is they've got to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. They've got to be. No, it's it's over thirty five. We've, yeah. we've established that. Yeah, that's fine. So we're doing we're doing six, but what we're doing is we're doing five and then a super sub. So what six aside? Uh, okay, that changes things. Yeah, okay. Uh, or if you want to keep the six, that's fine. We'll just keep it six. Isn't it? No, we'll, we'll keep go six and a sub. No problem. Oh, no, no. I meant five and a sub. So uh, no, we'll go six because the Masters is six aside, isn't it? So we'll do right, six. That's fine. Right. That's fine. I'm changing the rules because I and, want to change to suit me. And also, <laughs> um, I was going to base it on how good they were, um, like the best in each position. But I've actually ended up, this is me sounding like I'm making excuses already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I've gone on like my favourites, so players that I, I I loved watching and um, enjoyed yeah, having them at Shrewsbury. You're the you're if you were, I mean obviously I've chosen a manager to manage mine, but if you're the manager and you're managing that team, and that's your team. So oh, you're covering your mic, mate. Mike. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, can you hear? Yeah, me? Sorry. No, yeah, it's fine. You were just a bit muffled. Covered your mic, I think. All oh, right. I didn't want you to hear my team. <laughs> <laughs> and what I was saying was, it's your team, so um, you know, don't 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 worry. Mine's going to be better, obviously. But yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so we based it on players from uh, like '96, '97 onwards. Yeah. Um, up to present day. Obviously, I don't think there's going to be any people in the present day, um, but yeah. you know that's uh, that's, so, I mean, that's around the time I really started getting into it, so that was fine by me. And then, yeah, it's basically it's a six aside um, over thirty fives. When I say retired, I'm hoping this guy's retired. And I'll tell I think you if he, he isn't. Yeah, I think he I is think I know playing. what you're going to say anyway, but go on, go on. We'll, we'll, we'll start yeah. anyway. Should we go with our like goalkeepers first? Should, should, we, should, we go, should we say Banbury, Banbury United? <laughs> <As a close>. <laughs> 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 but right, right, so what we'll do is we'll do 
if he's playing semi-professional, then that can be accepted, right? Like, you know, that's that's come on, that, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what, right? So that you know, I'll I'll have him in, but I've I'll, I've I've already got a replacement lined up because I was actually tossing okay. and turning between this one. So, okay. right, you go goalkeeper. Go on. Um, I'll go with the first goalkeeper that I ever saw play for town, Paul Edwards. Um, yeah. I just think for a six aside, it, he was. Uh, I mean, he's probably getting on a bit now, but um, <laughs> it, in his in his prime when he was at Shrewsbury, like he was he was so agile and he's like his shot stopping was fantastic, and you know he was he was. I don't think he was the biggest of goalkeepers, but he could spring around, you know, like yeah. anybody. And um, I, uh, yeah, I really rated him. So uh, he's going in. He was the first goalkeeper I touched on, and and he was the one I was contemplating. Um, but surprisingly, I actually thought you'd go for someone that I've gone for. So it's quite nice that you didn't, because mm-hmm. um, they both get a mention. So I've gone for Scott Howie. Nice, massive. Yeah, massive presence. Yeah. Um, very, you know, communication wise in the box, uh, and obviously, you know, it's master. So if it goes to penalties, I mean, iconic. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Yeah, that's mine for goalkeeper. Good, good choices for different reasons as well. That's good. Yes, we're, so we're, we we could always bring Scott Harvey on, this, you know, um, and do what like they did in the cup <laughs> final for <laughs> Liverpool. Charles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saying that though, we we wouldn't want to do that because Kepa didn't do anything, did he? No, no. <laughs> bless him. Um, yeah. So obviously, what I've done is I've gone for two defenders. Okay, um, but, that's very like, defensive of you, mate. I've only thrown one in. <laughs> but, but on my defence of that, we all know that the one that I'm going to mention in a minute used to play as a striker and the other mm-hmm. defender is quite an attacking defender. Go on then, who's your back line then? Come on. Right, so first one, we'll oh, Calvin Langmead. Yeah. So, yeah. The reason why I've gone for him is, as I've mentioned, he's, uh, he's, he's you know, he can play in various positions, but he's obviously moved to centre-back, but just, just very solid, very sort of reliable. Loved him. Um, yeah, loved him. Yeah, he just threw his head in at everything, but also he could play with the ball as well. Still comments a lot online about Shrewsbury and stuff, so it obviously still means a lot to him. Yeah, but if we're if we're gonna if if it's breaking the rules, then no, it's, oh, that's semi-pro, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I don't, but, nah, but it'll do. if, we, if if we're gonna break the rules, there, don't worry, because I've got a cracker of one coming in, and this is one that could play with the ball, and I, it was one I loved, and he wasn't at town for long, but Cansdale Sheriff. Honestly, I had him down as a shortlift. I, I put SES, but um, I, I didn't pick him in the end because he was good on the ball, wasn't he? I can still so, so if we're going to take Langmead out because of the rule, then Langmead will be in in the future. But for now, yeah, Lang, Lansdale's coming in, uh, Sheriff's coming in. And then the second one um, for me, Darren Moss, just, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started watching town, you know, the defenders really weren't great, if I'm honest. No. And then Darren Moss came in in 2000, I think it was. And, he was a young boy from Chester. He didn't really, we, he didn't have a sort of, he wasn't well known. And then no. he just came on and he kept, I remember, if I remember right, that we played Friday night away at home to Hall mm. at the Meadow Lake. And my God, he was flying into everything, full on attack, wasn't scared yeah. to go into anything. And he could score, he scored goals as well. You know, he was, I yeah. remember the one season we played after the conference. And I'm sure he was like equal top goal scorer in the league with like seven <laughs> goals. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. he he was a very good 
player. And, also, and obviously... had an iconic moment with the uh, the Barnet penalty as well, didn't he? he had his yeah, own little pitch it, invasion, which was exactly. Oh, that's so cool. So, we we yeah. need we need we need our penalty takers for the shootout. So yeah, Mossy for me. I wasn't given these rules about penalty. Like, you don't want to tell me anything about a penalty shoot. <laughs> Come um, on, Masters. It can always no, go to penalties. Change, Come on. It changes the rules as he goes along, this one. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I, I only had the one because um, I've um, crowded midfield. So, um, funnily enough, you went with Cancel Sheriff. I went with his partner, Ian Sharps. Uh, to be fair, that's a good shout. I Just like solid. Just solid. Um, I don't think you really need to win too much in the air on a six aside, but. Um, yeah, yeah he, he was ball. as good as anything at the new Meadow for me. Uh, he could play with the ball though. It, yeah, he was, was very good, very underrated with the ball as well. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he wasn't he wasn't afraid to put a tackle in as well. So no, yeah. you know, you know, another one that deserves a mention but I didn't get put in was Darren Tinson. He was good. Yeah, I also they were the three that I had: I had Tinson, Sharps, and Canstall Sheriff. And I, I just thought Sharps was better than Tinson, but he played at a higher level, didn't he? But Tinson was Tinson was the man in the conference. Uh, Tinson for me was like. Um, I just he just looked at him and yeah. he, he just looked too smart when he was yeah. to be a footballer on the pitch sometimes. Well, he, he looked, if you if you dressed him in a suit on the football pitch, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a bloody model, didn't he? Um, <laughs> the Tinson, um, I remember I, I went to a game and it was a midweek game and we played uh, Macclesfield. Um, I can't remember what season it was, but it can't have been long before we got relegated. And um, I just remember who's this guy? He looks like Tony Adams. Like he was, he had his, he always had his chest out, didn't he? Uh, uh, back straight, um, looked a million dollars. He was a fantastic defender, and um, I thought, wow, he's he's good. And then we went and signed him, and um, yeah, just fantastic captain as well. So yeah, he didn't make it. It was all that, but he didn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no. but no, it was, um. it was, it was, it was, it was too good. He didn't make it. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, no, midfield it, then, midfielder. So I've gone, yeah. I've gone two. So I've gone one, two, two. <laughs> well, I've gone. Well, we're doing the sixes, aren't we? So I've gone yeah. two, two, one. Okay, two, two, one. Okay. Um, do you want to? Should we do one each? Yeah, go on then. Um, ben Davis, straight in. Um, oh, just... God. Check. You know what? We'll, we might as well talk about this together because he's in my team. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised, mate. He's um best midfield player I've seen. Um, well, I'd say best permanent player we've had um, in midfield at, at the new ground. He's just it's just class, wasn't he? He's just a Rolls-Royce player. I mean, the fact that he, he went on and played at a higher level and he was, he was you know, a bit older than... You know the average player to move up through the leagues as well, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, another Chester lad, well. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He yeah, could, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. yeah, just fantastic with his um, with his set pieces. And seeing as we're talking about penalties, he could probably take one of them and all. Well, he could take penalties. He could take free kicks. Yeah, his free know, kicks were amazing. He, he was. He was like a lower league David Beckham, wasn't he? Like, yeah. In terms of, he was. He was literally like. The lower league, David Beckham. I mean, the amount yeah. of times he scored free kicks, and I see, I was like, oh, just, I was in awe of, oh, I was man. in awe of him. I really the technique, loved. yeah, brilliant, um, brilliant. He was, yeah, he was just fantastic, and yeah. I just, I just like watching him because, like, I say, he was one of those players. See, see, right now, if you had a Ben Davis in his prime. Um, at Shrewsbury in the team today. Oh, that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll go, you know, I'll go as far as saying is that that season that John Nolan had with us. Yeah. 
or Ben Davis in his prime with how he played, who would you have? That's a tough choice. I would have Ben Davis every day. Don't know about every day. I mean, oh, that's oh, a, no, a tough ben, one. I mean, Ben Davis every day. Ben Davis yeah. every day. Te- technically, yeah. I just, I just, um, it's how you fit in the system as well, in it when it comes down yeah. to that. I mean, Nolan fit into that three in the field, lovely, didn't he? But yeah, the, I mean, thing, is, the thing is, the thing is with Davis though, he could play out wide. He could play in the middle. Yeah, he, he could, could yeah. also play. He also reverted to right back later. Yeah, he could play in behind as well, couldn't he? So I mean, yeah. he was, he was, he could just sit. So versatile. Like, behind. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not. And he, you got he next to him. Um, well, this was a tough choice, really, because I've got loads of names written here. I, I didn't know who to choose. Yeah, I, I, you know what, right? I could have chosen. I was cho- tossing, um, or, or, tossing, turning between having just the one in the middle and the two up front. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, but then Asamoa are classed as like an in between, like a sort of striker, come sort of winger. Yeah, but then, but then he was only there for one season, and as good as yeah, he was, disappeared, yeah. and then disappeared. I can't look past having Mickey Brown at the team. Yeah, he was one of my names as well. Yeah, I cannot, I cannot take him at just because you know he just because of his record appearances at town, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know he's still he's still he's still a town fan. Yeah, he goes to the games. Yeah. He still works in the town. He lives in the town. Yeah. You know he's he's time for him for a bit. Not just not just for that. He's he was a great footballer. You know, and yeah, he was one of the. I mean, you know, we all know what happens uh, yeah. at Exeter as well. Yeah. He was there for the big moments. I just think he was a good player, and yeah, he'd be yeah. He'd fit great in that team because I, I just feel as though even like now he's got so much energy and he's so fit. Yeah. He would he would fit in that side brilliantly. Yeah, um, so yeah. For me, Mickey Brown's just. I agree. I agree. I no, no, he's, well. I had him down, but I did have another one. So, seeing as you've gone with him, I'm not going to have the same midfield as you with him and Davis. So, um, and I'm going to go with your new rule about semi pro players. Uh, I'm going to go Dave Edwards. Um, because he, he's, he's old enough. Um, I just think he does all the running. He does all the running. Um, let's Ben Davis look good. And um, yeah, he does all the. All the running and dirty work for him. Do you know one player I was going to pick, and it, and it and it I was going through some old teams. And do you remember Austin Barkley? Fucking hell, that's going back a bit. He was it? a brilliant little winger, and um, I was going to throw him in just for just for a laugh, but um, no, he didn't get in. So, do you reckon the fact that you've put in Dave Edwards, are you going to upset? Gavin Cowan and Sammy Easton now. No, 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 I was, I was, <laughs> do you know what? Gavin Cowan, no, because I think he'd he 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 bagged down. He wouldn't pick himself. It was a great shout, yeah. Uh, Sammy <laughs> Easton, he was one of my shortlist as well. But um, oh, same, uh, I, over an, on eleven aside pitch, I'd have probably put Easton in, but not on a six aside. Sorry, sorry. To Sam. be fair, right? If you wanted, uh, if you wanted people to back you up in a fight, <clears> you've got Darren Moss and Easton in your team all yeah. day long. <laughs> yeah, and you got one either side then, one on the right, one on the left. Yeah, and then, and then talking of talking of fights and that, my striker was Luke Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Luke Rogers as well, but I you also can't... have. I've got two. I've got two to pick. So yeah, you, say so, you can't well, have him. I, no, I'm. I, no, I'm saying I've, Luke Rogers is he's definitely. In, but I was going to have Grant Holt. Um, That's who's next to him. Yeah, I got Rogers and Holt. Yeah, no, I, I had to go with Rogers for the simple fact again that Holt was only there for a season. Yeah. Rogers was my one of my first sort of players that was like wow. Yeah, you know, and he was uh, uh, he was another player that just grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and fearless, just literally. Fearless, yeah, <laughs> and, but, but 
do you remember the Rochdale game when when um, it we needed to win to go top of a league, believe it or not, at the time. Yeah, one two, nil. And one, then, one and nil. he scored right at the end, and he, he sort of like did a jinking run and then toe poked oh. it in the corner. Oh, scenes! I was <laughs> I, honestly that was unreal. That was the two thousand and one, two thousand and two yeah. season, yeah. and he it was like September, August. Like ah, oh, no, not yeah, September. Brilliant. And like yeah. you say, he ran past the halfway line, ran past one two, and I'm like, how are yeah. you running on that mud? And, uh, and on but, the yeah, edge of a box, one that he just toe poked oh. it into the corner. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. It, one of my favourite. I bet you hadn't goals. that goal for for a while, had you? No, and not just that. Talking to Rochdale, that hat trick he scored when he came to life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke Rogers for me, right? See when he was, see when see that season, it was an injustice as how he didn't get um, top goal scorer that year, and oh, we no. didn't get in the playoffs on the last and day. And we didn't get a big move as well. I mean, I know he went on and he had a good career, but like I've it got, was, um, I've got. Uh, the there was a game when Steven Gerrard came to uh, the Meadow. I think we spoke about it actually, and I've got a clip in of when he did the Golden Gamble and a signature next to it. And one of the articles next to that is talking about how like West Brom were there, like scouting Rogers, and 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 at the time uh, they were in like the Championship, and he never got that move, did he? Well, I remember reading an article, and it said that Southampton wanted to sign him, and there was rumours of like two million pounds. This was like you know when the News of the World was out. Yeah. So the news of the world was like, um, yeah, every Sunday used to get up. And I remember Luke Rogers' was, name was always in there yeah. for like about eight or nine weeks when he was on that yeah. season where he was scoring goal after goal. Yeah. And then he yeah. ended up at Crew for like next to nothing the year after the conference. For like, well, I think it was like something like 200,000 or something like that. Yeah. And he, um, he ended up in America, didn't he? And you got Red Bulls playing with bloody Thierry Henry. But to be fair, that's some career, isn't it? Like, you yeah. Know? Yeah, good he way to wind that down. Yeah, I definitely. But didn't you know what? when he come back, did it? You know what? Um, manager wise, who's your manager? Man's Graham Turner. Yeah, I didn't think there was any other alternative, really. I was, and um, I, 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 I was thinking of my favourite managers. Then I was thinking, nah, who was like, who you know, who would be the legend that would do the yeah. Masters? And it's like he kind of looked past Graham Turner. Yeah, and there's a few characters in 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 my team that would would need a, a stern word as well. Luke Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think he's who, the one who's looking after him. Who's captain in your team then? Um, probably some Sharps. Ian Sharps. Yeah. I was going to say, there's some good captain choices in there. Yeah. For me... So, go on and read it back there, mate. Oh, go on. Yeah, who's your captain? Mine, I've, I don't know. I'm just going to... I'm going Scott Harry. Just, um, yeah, yeah okay. Scott Harry. You can so, see everything in front of him, yeah. Exactly. So my team, back. Scott Harry, Mossy, Cansdale... Uh, Sheriff, and then you've got Ben Davis, Mickey Brown, and Luke Rogers. Not bad. No, it's good. It's good. A bit defensive for me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've got Paul Edwards, Ian Sharps, Ben Davis, Dave Edwards, Luke Rogers, and Grant Holt. I think yeah. I think we're, I'm going to concede a lot of goals here, but I'm going to bang him in the other end. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm 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 looking to counter with like Luke Rogers' pace, Mickey Brown's strength and that, and then obviously Ben Davis, you know, banging in his set pieces. So yeah, but I've got Ben man. Davis as well, so he's going to be scoring them for me and all. Yeah. Darren Moss, will be ha- <laughs> Darren Moss will be hacking everyone and show. Yeah. show oh, he'd be vile, pieces. wouldn't he? Yeah, so don't, don't you worry about my team. You concentrate on your team, pal. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Come on. Well, you know what? It's been a cracking uh, chat and I've enjoyed doing our um, our teams. Yeah, but to fun. the listeners out there, if you think you've got better, let us know. Uh, we want to hear your Masters team and we're sharing this out after. 
Oh, oh God, you don't have to share it. Oh, I you got to share <laughs> it. I'm getting, a, I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting my, I'm getting my team laid out on a picture for you as well. You can see it every day. So, but anyway, for now, we'll uh, hopefully come back with what six points. Yeah, I'll, minimum I'll, I'll four. I predicted six points. I said I would take four, but then I've gone and predicted six. So that's good. Yeah, good shot actually. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've predicted four, so I'll stick with that. I've been taking positive e-pills this week. Good on you, mate. Good on you. (laughs) Right. Anyway, you take care. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Thank you. See you later.